Hey, real quick, this is Mason. Um, I recorded this with Nikki Garrito, aka Nikki Mammoth, aka Ouroboros Strength and Conditioning, uh, many months ago. As you can tell, we're talking about new IPF bench change rules. So thank you, Nikki, for hopping on here. And it just segues straight into the introduction he gives for himself. Hang on a way. Okay, so there's an airplane. <laughs> Uh, poor choice of September. Um, so amateur strongman, amateur coach, um, 30 years liver. Um, actually, I'm 31 now. Jesus Christ, I'm geriatric. And um, constantly angry. That's the best way to sell myself. Yeah. I started a new business, Ouroboro Strength and Conditioning. You can find me on YouTube. Um, those should be up in the next coming weeks. Um, I've had my wife's competitions and my competitions to worry about. Um, so I got videos coming out. You can find me on Instagram. Um, TikTok. personal Instagram is Nikki Mammoth, and um, that's it. There's not really whole much to we, talk you about. You also bully children on TikTok yeah. constantly. Yeah. They need to learn their place. Not everyone's special. I guess I guess that's a, a really quick fun segue. Um, I'm training in <laughs> like a commercial style gym for the first time. Okay. In, you know, years, right? Like since. Mm -hmm. I mean, since my my freshman year of college, I joined the weight club, and I haven't really done any extended training in a real gym since then. So that's been quite a few years now. And God, it's mm -hmm. it's how it is. Different. It's the 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 memes and the stereotypes they really hold true sometimes. It's it's a good gym. Like yeah. there's some serious people there. Um, he maybe won't listen to this. Uh, Tony Montgomery is actually there of Elite FTS. If that, if you know all the coaches on okay. top of your head like I do, um, of course, it's the rest. He uh, he's getting his PhD here, which is cool. So I just like I, oh, cool. I was just like training, and I'm like, is that fucking Tony Montgomery? Like one <laughs> of ten Elite FTS coaches, you know, not even. And so next to kids going busting, busting for real. Yeah, I know. So I'm probably like the only person in his life who's ever walked up to him and been like, are you Tony Montgomery? <laughs> <laughs> he lived for that moment. Oh, yeah. Just like fucking niche Internet micro celebrity to the 1000th degree. <laughs> he made he's probably not making his degree now. He's like, you know what? I retire already. Yeah. Um, I, I got to participate in his, uh, his research that he's doing and I, I set, I set a record in his lab so far. So Ooh. Yeah, largest volume of tears shed, um, <laughs> <laughs> by weight. Yeah. Um, all right. Back on a serious note. Um, you're coaching, you're, you're the, the social media ing, you're the competing. Um, what mm -hmm. was your, what was your last comp? How long has it been? I want to say last year. Yeah. I believe it was last year around August. I think it was. It was around my birthday. How'd that go? You explode or not? Uh, no. Um, I'm famous for that, but that's the one I came back from with my blown out C5. Um, and that was my first competition in about two years. Um, so that went really well. I took second. Um, I'm not going to lie. I did novice simply because I haven't competed in a while. Yeah. And it was like a local show at my gym. So, um, and the guy who placed first <laughs> specifically said to everybody, he's like, listen, I'm going to just do novice so I could take first, get a medal and strongman and go back to powerlifting. I don't remember what his name is, but um, he had like a damn near like 2000 pound total. Yeah. So for him to go into novice, I'm like, you. That's kind of weird. I don't understand the logic there, but whatever. Oh, trophy chasers. You got to love yeah, them. Yeah, but like. No. If you've competed in powerlifting like once, you should realize that like medals don't matter. Like literally, it you know it's it's world records and frankly it's all time totals. And same is true of strongman. Yeah, you know, it's like the Arnold Nationals, uh, fucking world strongest man, and really nothing else. Yeah, no one cares about your local yeah, gym meet. No. Like, so that was annoying, but um, I was really proud of myself for coming back from such bad injuries. Um, I'm still dealing with them. Um, I'm pretty vocal about how I don't have full feeling back in my hand. Um, but it was it was more of a mental thing right. to be back. And normally, I wouldn't do like a novice meet because I don't feel like I'm a novice lifter. But um, it was more to get like my confidence back, yeah. to get like my balls. In. It's so it's like the uh, it's kind of like a mock meet, right? Like it's not, you know, <laughs> yeah, 
A hundred percent. That I took way too seriously. What, right. I mean, that's how it goes. <laughs> that shit. That shit's life or death when you're doing it, or it feels like it, even though you absolutely know. Oh, a hundred percent. But man, that that week and that day, most important thing in the world, at the very least, right? That week and that day. Uh, oh, my poor wife. Yeah. You right. would think like, I was going can, to like can we address, my big reveal. Can we address the elephant in the room and acknowledge that the man <laughs> with the lit up Star Wars shells behind me, who is also just you in general, also has a wife. Mm-hmm. I'm a lucky man. <laughs> I hope. Well, I guess she can't hear me. Probably unless. Well, it might be on speaker. Or whatever. No, you're not that important. She doesn't care. You're not wrong. <laughs> What's next on your agenda then for Strongman? You got any your eyes on anything? Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to be doing Static Monsters in October, October 29th. But your your beard was um, large enough it covered your earbuds. Okay, you do have earbuds. <laughs> yeah, oh, I I do. I have little. I just have tiny ears. All right. So these are like earbuds <laughs> for ants. I have really tiny ears. A huge head. I got like the worst of the Russian genetics and um, static. Monsters. So yeah, October 29th. Yeah. So October 29th, static monsters. Um, I'm taking this one seriously, a little too seriously, uh, even for taking it seriously. And um, my game plan is my deadlift atrocious. I'm not going to worry about my deadlift. Um, I can get invites on log alone. So focuses going in, hit a big PR on log, let them fight over deadlifts, tire themselves out. And then, so I can qualify for nationals. They have a third event, which is stupid. It's a farmer's hold for time. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm going to have, like, my wife put the Simpsons on or something in the <laughs> audience so I can like, zone out. <laughs> my ADD does not like that lift. It's it's weird. I feel like it's very – I mean, obviously, there's a strength element, but, like, I feel like the headspace can change how long you can go on a lift like that, like – freaking oh, you know a small mental change can like double your time or or well if you know going from worst to best basically yeah because you just sit there and like if you just think about how much this sucks like i'm not doing anything i'm just standing here it's been three hours yeah. i'm gonna die this is like it's gonna take forever but like you try to get your head out of that space and it's like okay well now what do i think about yeah you know it's what I mean? weird so Anytime I've done it, it's been like a cross between like, don't think that it sucks, but also keep yourself focused, you know? A hundred percent. And I'm not saying this to be funny. I'm really not. Uh, you'll know when I'm being funny. Will I? <laughs> uh, yeah, you will. Um, but my first time I ever did a crucifix hold, <clears throat> I, again, not joking, thought about sex. Because what else is going to get your mind off of it that much? Right. I thought maybe the blood can go somewhere else. I'll do my best. It didn't work, but I tried. It gave me something to think about. <laughs> I held him for a minute. So <laughs> this is really random. Um, when you did crucifix hold, was hook rip allowed? No. Did they... And they just cut dumbbells in half and handed it to us. <laughs> did they? Oh, 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 you did like uh, like the hammer type hold. Yeah. Sorry. I, yeah, I was thinking of. Sorry, I was thinking Hercules hold, not crucifix hold. My bad. My bad. Learn your events. Yeah, I don't know them. Um, I did. I did. I did a Hercules <laughs> hold one time, and some guy goes up, and we're like, "Is he doing hook grip?" And he was, and then it turned out they just didn't care. And I'm like, "Doesn't that defeat like the whole purpose of this event? Like, isn't it a grip event?" Yes. Yeah. And then now it just turns into like a shoulder connective tissue event. Yeah. So right. Event. It's like, yeah. Who, who has the least fragile rotator cuffs and then a grip that can destroy mm-hmm. their own rotator cuffs. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm trying to think. I don't have anything. I haven't competed in forever. I'm a sad shell of my former strongman competitor. So I don't have anything interesting to say. Um, Hey, man, you got the connections now. There's no excuses. Yeah, or something. Uh, <laughs> um, this is kind of, I mean, I don't, I'm, I feel like everyone glossed over this, and so maybe I'm just dredging up old stuff. How do you feel about oh. what happened with the um, Mark Boyd and just kind of being like, hey, like, World's Strongest Man is kind of like openly, not openly rigged, and then he like put out recorded calls about that. How did that, how did you feel about that? To be honest, I don't get involved with this strongman pro show drama. That's because fair. for 
anyone to think that this is not in some way rigged is ludicrous to me. That's like saying wrestling is real. And I'm not saying there's they're paying people off like this is like the 1980s boxing or anything like yeah. that. No, I'm not saying that. But like when Rogue's involved and there's certain sponsored athletes doing certain events for products that are just happen to come out next spring, yeah. it seems a little weird. Um, so people get like, so, oh man, I'm getting so wrapped up into this and there's no way. And how could they do this to me? It's like, it's at the, at the end of the day, they're doing this to make money. Yes, they love it. And yes, they want to be the strongest in the world, but like a company like Rogue is not going to go into something without making money. Yeah. And that's what it boils down to. So I'm not surprised at all if it was completely right. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, that's about how I'd put it. I don't know. You know, it was kind of like, if you look at the events, it was like, these seem very hand-selected sometimes, you know. And um, shockingly, it tends to be hand-selected for the current most marketable athlete, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's... it's and like, like... Go ahead. It's like... When Brian Shaw wins, it's like magically his best events. And when he doesn't, it's like, oh, that wasn't the game plan. We came out with the game plan to follow the game plan. The game plan didn't fall through. So it's like, no, you just – you weren't picked this year, man. Yeah. It's okay. Go back on YouTube and cry. It's, well, it's boring to have a repeat champion too many times in a row, right? It, it is. No one wants to see that. And then it's, it's also boring when someone who doesn't speak good English wins because that's not very marketable. Well, it's not boring, but it's it's a pain in the ass for, you know, mega corporation, well, not mega corporations, but television production companies and equipment sellers. Exactly. And then you're not representing the good old USA in a sport that was never American to begin or, with. Or it's, England. Be, Sometimes or, certain hand-selected athletes true. have been English. <laughs> this is fair. I, I don't... I'm saying... I don't know if you pay attention to the UFC at all, but like the same exact thing happens, you know, like Ronda Rousey and Conor McGregor were just absolute cash cows for Dana White. And he's like visibly in pain anytime someone who like doesn't speak like Amanda Nunes, probably one of the best female UFC fighters of all time. And um, man, a, you know, South American woman who doesn't really speak Spanish and is also openly a lesbian was just not what Dana White wanted as a champion. He wanted that's Ronda not Rousey. the direction of the company yeah, that does not <laughs> does not sell um, pay-per-views. Unfortunately, it doesn't. Well, you know, with the, the current audience of UFC that I'm sure he's very aware of either way, I'll move on from that. I, I was just kind of <laughs> curious and, um, you know. We, what it, we, it's what you got to do. You got to stir up drama, right? Or else no one's ever going to listen if we don't stir up drama. And that's why I love like you. I'm I'm not sure if you're on like Reddit Strongman. I had to leave because like every time we get somebody who's like really strong, it's the next half the war. It's the next big Z. Every single the student wins one competition. They put him on a pedestal, and God forbid this guy loses. He loses like by like, two points. I'm like, oh, that's it. I was wrong. Uh, he's he's garbage. I don't want to play with this toy anymore. Like, it's insanity. Yeah. Like, I love strongman. I, I will die on the crossing. It's more fun than powerlifting. Oh, easy. But like, like it's okay if like this guy isn't winning every competition every single time, right out the gate, starting a competition number two. Like, it doesn't need to be that way. Yeah. Although. I think Mitch Hooper's a good guy. I'll say that. He is cool. Yeah. I'm not gonna say he's not. But look at um. Oh, I I can't pronounce his name. Olacek, the the most recent. Alexei one. Novikov. Novikov, thank yeah. you. Sorry about that. But like, he's not gonna listen to this. Every, well, you don't know. But like, when he first won, everyone was like, "That's it. We have the new guy. He's gonna win everything." And he placed like second or third, and everyone was like, "Well, I was wrong." Yeah. Like, give the guy a break. He's, like, 24. Yeah. Like, Jesus. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, well, he's he's pretty – he's a lot less consistent, but he also does, like, three times as many shows, and also he lives in, like, an active war zone, you know, like, at least half the year. Yeah. So, yeah, consistency is not his main, main thing right now. So for anyone to hold oh. him to any sort of consistent standard over and over again and act like it's the end of the world if he doesn't hit that, yeah dumb it's ridiculous it's i know everyone's saying like oh stoltzman brothers are it they're going to be the new tour de force and strong it's like okay we'll see yeah all right um bench depth 
Good. Good. Make make it lower. I, I want I want floor prices only. All right. That's how we can judge good bench depth. When your elbows are on the floor and the bar is on your sternum. Okay. Now we're talking standardized depth. I I. But go ahead. I'm all for because people got really crazy, and I'm all for training bench press and doing your mobility work like my wife does and I don't, and I'm constantly in pain. And oh, but you don't need to be hitting thoracic extension PRs every time you go for a bench setup. And it gets to the point where <clears throat> people my size that are shaped like a can of ravioli just can't bend certain ways. So in order to standard, you need to have like a way of making it fair for everybody. Because my wife could probably touch her ass with the back of her head. I I can't even touch my toes the, going forward. So you need some way to be like, okay, let's take mobility out of the equation so we don't have these weird setups. And then we're like all benching to the same point. I don't know why everyone's all upset. Well, I know why, but like. I'm, I'm, I'll disagree. Uh, At the very least, I'll play devil's advocate. But um, I don't know, like with all the, we would like to imagine, right, that the person who trains the hardest and is most consistent with their recovery and program is always in person who is going to end up being the strongest. Well, we, you know, we're pretty aware that's not the case a lot of the time. Um, And if we're already allowing these random, I'll throw the dirty word out of genetic factors um, to play such a large role, which, you know, most of them you can't standardize anyway, so it wouldn't matter. But, um, some people just have advantages, right? Some people are shaped like a can of ravioli, right. and some people can touch their butt to the back of the head. The question is, how much do you think that should be allowed in powerlifting? Which powerlifting has a good argument for being the only sport in the world where we should try to limit the amount of things you can use to your advantage. Because if you want it to be a pure strength test, you know there are certain standards that should be put in place. But you also then open up a lot of cans of worms with various grip widths and stance widths in a lot of different lifts. My biggest problem is this is going to be a clusterfuck for judging. Like, oh, yeah. it, squat depth is already so bad, and now we have bench depth, so we're going to have a pause, we're going to have a bench depth. We're it, It's, it's going to be a fucking nightmare. And, like, there's going to be so many bomb outs on, like, the first, like, IPF Nationals or whatever that goes on. Good. <laughs> Good. Because, I mean, like, Get potential solutions could involve grip width changes. I mean, frankly, we should all just bench like it's the Paralympics where, like, you strap your feet down and you have to lie flat on, like, just a giant board. That I mean, that's really probably a better compromise than I think floor press would be. But this whole, like, how many people are going to get red-lighted three times in a row because the wrong amount of their ass is touching the bench? Because that's a new rule if you didn't see. <laughs> Oh, no, I didn't know that. I thought it was still as long as it's on the bench. You're, I don't know. We're talking about whole cheek, quarter cheek. Whole I didn't know we were talking about that. must now be on the bench. Ooh. Yeah, and that's going to be... They're really going. What? Like, how the fuck are you going to enforce that? Like... <laughs> Some people just caked up. Right? If I'm dumb so, and cheeked up... So, if I'm sitting on a BOSU ball, I can't help what happens. Right. You know? Like... See, that I don't agree with yeah. because certain things like those are the prime movers of your hip. So you want them to be big as possible. And then what am I going to have? Like some side judge come over with like a little like being creepy with his little finger and touching like my crack. Like, so you how are you going to underneath your butt? <laughs> give me yeah. A swipe. A, yeah. Give it a crop and a cop and a feel while he's at it. You know, getting some bench sweating on that hand. Like, I don't I don't need that in my life. Yeah. All right. So I think that's a little silly. But with the whole elbows underneath the shoulders or in line, I forget what the rules are. Yeah. I'm for that because if you want to mess with widths and grip widths, we were already doing that. We were already playing with going as wide as possible. I'm surprised we haven't seen somebody hold the plates at this point. So well, it's what his fingers touching all the power rings, tool. right? Yeah, ring uh, singular. Um, yeah. Till Rogue makes a barbell with rings on the collar, and then we'll talk. Uh, I know. Only only Kabuki gets to make out of spec barbells. They get approved for competition. Sorry. 
Oh, because he's supplying the feet picks. Okay. Well, it was it was the deadlift bar that they changed the rules to allow the Kabuki deadlift bar in um, whoever the fuck just added that as a standard deadlift bar. It's like it's technically what? too long and thin. It's like it's it's a, it's like it's a a baby mammoth bar, you know. Of course. Right. Um, and, and we're talking about bench setup arguments. Meanwhile, they're just be like, "Oh yeah, because we totally want this bar." Yeah, it's like powerlifting is such a mess. And my whole thing, I I view powerlifting like I view the Olympics: give everyone as much gear as possible, as much steroids. Let them cheat as much as possible. I don't care. All right, let's replace bones with steel. I don't care. I want to see like I want to see someone like my wife's size. She's like five foot tall, a hundred and thirty pounds, soaking wet. I want to see her squatting two grand. Yeah. All right, that's what I want. That to me, that's powerlifting. I don't want to sit here and be like, hmm, my favorite lifter's elbow is a little high. Oh no, yeah. like I don't care. I really don't. <laughs> I want nosebleeds, people vomiting, and like children being scarred for life. Yeah. Like that's powerlifting. Yeah. Your family should not enjoy, your like your parents should show up to a meet and then they should be like, "What have you been doing to yourself?" Yeah, like if you get off the platform, right, and you have a mom, let's say, and you have the platform and she doesn't go, "Honey, why?" Yeah. Then that's not powerlifting. Yeah. You know, like that's the goal yeah. for her to be like, "I I created this demon. I want that." I, this is a stupid joke I made when these bench rolls first came out, but like. If you've ever taken anyone like over the age of 50 who doesn't like lift weights or I mean, even if they do to a powerlifting meet and they weren't incredibly confused by every single fucking rule already, it is going to be so much worse now. Like imagine trying to explain to your grandma that like someone's ass was not on the bench enough. And that's why that was red lighted. You know, like the grandma looked totally normal, but it's like, nah, nah not enough cheek, not, not copped enough. No. Yeah. You got granny checking out Dan Green and, but you got to explain why that's too much cheek. It's like. Granny knows what she likes, man. Um, strict curl. Bring it back. Bring it back, and it solves this whole problem. Everyone can just be as bendy as they want. You can't cheat a strict curl. It'll round out the totals, and it'll even out everyone that is a dirty bench cheater. That's my opinion. Strict bicep curls we're talking about? Yeah, like against the wall, you know, whatever the fuck the rules are about where your elbows can go. You're gonna. I'm. I'm extremely nihilistic. I'm sure you know this by now. I'm shocked. Okay. Why do we give a shit? Like, I'm for bringing it back. Let's bring back the strict curl. Let's duct tape Jimmy, Jimmy to a board, and like let's cement the board to the floor. Yeah. That kind of strict. Yeah, yeah. I want to see biceps blowing out. Yeah. Because I don't see I, – I see the people doing the lifts and, like, their traps are on, the, like, the wall and it's strict. And it's like that's like an inclined hammer curl at I, best. I think your feet are supposed right? to be, like, against the wall or something weird. I didn't actually look into this. I'm just making up shit like always. I don't – I don't know. And I don't – again, like, why do – and people – I bring this up only because I don't want to minimize anything. So I, I get people, like, have feelings about this. But my point is why? Like, at what point are you watching the Strict Curl Olympics or whatever the fuck they're called? And you're like, if he doesn't do this to my standards, I'm grabbing my shotgun and blowing my family's brains out. Like, at what point are you like that disconnected? Like, why do we care so much? Just let him just let him pop a uh, bicep, you know, let him tear. Go have fun. So your beef, I don't know. beef is with how strict the curls are. or I don't I don't even know. What the complaint is here? What's what's Nick's beef? Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah. Depends which way the wind's blowing. Yeah. All right. <laughs> It'll change tomorrow. I I think that that solves multiple problems. It you know it makes upper body strength more relevant, right? Because like frankly, mm -hmm. you know, squat and deadlift is like ninety percent of what matters. Otherwise, your total's not gonna you know be high enough for your bench to matter. Um, It'll actually have some powerlifters fill out their sleeves by training biceps ever, so you'll no longer have the problem of powerlifters that don't look like they lift. Um, and then you know, like well, it's, it's pure, right? There's no, there's no arch. <laughs> problem solved. Well, first of all, no bench I, I, needed. I, I don't get why biceps don't want to train train their arms. Like I don't get it. Like they're a stabilizer for the bench, and they take out a bar, and the bars all over the place, and you're like train biceps, and they're like, oh, I'm not a gym bro. 
Well, okay, well, you're currently bouncing the bar between your nose and your nipples. So I don't know. It might help. But like I said, let's nail them to the wall, make it as strict as possible. Like I, if we're going to make it strict, I want it like, like you said, with power, the um, Paralympics, how they bench. Yeah. I want that same strap set up, yeah. but like yeah, prop I the guy so. up. I agree. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like if, if we're going to be strict about it, no middle ground. Oh yeah. We're either just doing completely insane trampoline curls or we're doing the most strict, insane things people have ever seen. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be embarrassing, you know. People will be like, that guy can only, like, strict curl, like, 120. And then you're like, go strap yourself into the harness and see how much you curl, you know. Meanwhile, they're struggling with five pounds. Yeah. Or what's that thing called? The arm blaster? Yeah. That yeah. Arnold made popular? Yeah. 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 Let's yeah. get everyone doing arm blaster curls. All I'm saying is I very rarely see someone in the gym um, doing bicep curls with, say, more than, like, 40-pound dumbbells that isn't just, like – fucking yeeting it across their body with the whole body it's it's pretty hey it's pretty entertaining i will say i hit a pr on hammer curls I, i'm doing 70s for six now kill you. strict the worst. <laughs> i'm just saying i'm pretty proud of me because i don't train my biceps i thought it was pretty cool i think i don't know if it was poundstone or just talking about like poundstone in fact he would do his curls but it was the, the quote something like i've never seen a strong man without strong arms so don't, don't and it's skip your true. work. Because try cleaning a log without doing some sort of bicep work. You can't. Yeah. And no one's ever had arms that were too big. Not in strength sports. No such thing. No such thing. You uh, you got any conjugate related beef on the top of your mind that uh, which which way is the breeze blowing today? Oh my god! How long have we got? Dude, I don't have anything tonight. I'm, I'll be good. All right. Well, let's worry about tomorrow then. So my whole thing is, is you know on Reddit, I don't know if you're still on Reddit Weed Room or whatever, Occasionally. But somebody, you, I have to dabble back in and out sometimes. And um, people were talking about block periodization. I did a whole little write-up on it. And then, like, I saw somebody talking about conjugate, like, in terms of block periodization. And when did conjugate stop being a method? Like conjugate's like how you do the thing. You could still do block periodization with conjugate. Like when did conjugate just be like you could only fucking do conjugate? Like when? And everyone's messing it up because they're like, mm, my bands are like adding a 27 pounds per side. And uh, it's first of all, it's tension. It's not weight. And it, why, does it, why does it matter? Because the next time you go to use them, Okay, I know we love elite FTS, but go ahead and measure them. Yeah. They're going to be off. Yeah. So you, you just pick a color next week, do another color, and then just keep changing colors. It doesn't matter. And you see, oh, my God, all the time. And I, I'm only angry about it because in, in hindsight, I was very much like this. I'm like, whoa, I'm squatting like 225 and I got 1,000 pounds. Oh, man, Chuck, who? Vogo, What? And it's like, it doesn't work that way. It really, it, you find out very quickly it doesn't work that way. And then people are worrying about how many links are on the floor of your, with your chains and like, oh no, when I'm at the top, there's too few chains on the floor and now it's wiggling. Like, oh no, you have to use your lats to stabilize your arms. Oh no, that that's not conjugate. <clears throat> Louie never said anything about stabilizing the chains. Like, Shut up. Yeah. Oh God. I mean, this is I mean, this is like the essence of my own personal being. But I mean, have you seen the the Lead of Fiesta T-shirts that just say "It depends" on them? Uh, I have the sweatshirt. Okay, I really should just I should change out everything in my wardrobe with those T-shirts because I can't go like four seconds without saying "It depends." Like I I, I but, literally have a yeah. friend who like gives me shit specifically for that reason. He's like, "Don't you fucking say it depends." I'm like, "But it does. It does depend." It does every single time. And I hate when people say, "Look, no, there's an answer." It's like, not it, really? Well, okay. Sometimes no. If you're asking, if you're asking me what color fire truck is, right. they're usually red. Okay, but again, it depends. It I've depend. seen other color fire trucks. So like, uh, it really depends, my guy. Yeah. What county? What town? What city? And but people don't like that. No. People don't like the idea of being in this abstract ether where they're floating into nothing and they're just 
in lost in space and it's just like it's okay you'll bump into something eventually it's but we need to figure out what it depends on and people so rapidly jump to like well it it depends on this i need a bigger bench so i need a bench well maybe your chest is weak maybe your shoulders suck maybe your form sucks maybe you as a person just suck and you need to work on that but no 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 yeah we need to work on the bench so we need to bench more Okay, we need time under the bar. What do they do with the exact opposite? And they spend less time under the bar and just do more weird things. Like, oh, my bench sucks. So I'm going to do like a four board with chains and reverse bands and my feet up yeah. and watching the Karate Kid. And it's like, do you need that? You really? I think the big. Is this brewing your family honor? I think the biggest issue is, and this is with like really every program, and especially people on the internet trying to run programs instead of like methods right is um mm-hmm. that people get very bogged down in specifics right they're like five three one is this or conjugate is this or block periodization looks like this and i'm like just maybe just ignore that and instead take a, take a look at your program and like for example people you know the modern bro take on conjugate and powerlifting is like well, there's not enough specificity and there's not enough of the main movements and there's not enough of like my fives and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, how about instead of just totally abandoning whatever program you're on right now, why don't you just work some of that into your current program? Because you'd be way better off making like a five or 10% adjustment, assuming your program had any merit in the first place, than doing this whole jump totally from one thing to the next. You know, like there's no reason you can't just be like, oh, my conjugate, next four week wave, whatever the, however the hell you're going to structure it. I'm doing fives with competition bench press. You could do that. That's still conjugate. Like it, everyone assumes yes. it has to be either directly what Louis Simmons has posted in a book before, or, you know, or they just need to ditch it entirely. And I'm like, it's at the end of the day, it's lifting weights. You need to lift some stuff that's heavy and you need to grow bigger muscles. Like, yeah. And like, Oh man, speed work. Let's talk about that because this is it'll correlate. All right. So a little PSA for everyone that's listening: if your band work or your speed work, okay, is grinding, that's not speed work. Just because you put bands on something doesn't make it speed work. Okay. There needs to be some sort of reaction, a change in force vectors or dynamics or whatever. And people are like, "Well, no, I got to do speed work today at this percent because of this and." It's like, okay, well, what's the percent based off? Is it like, is that like 60% of bar weight? Is that 60% of total weight at the top? And they just get like so bogged down with like, well, no, it has to be 60%. Like, can you explain the 60% to me? Yeah. And if it's not working, and if it's if you're not exploding off the box, or you're not exploding off your chest, or however you're doing this, can we change your percent? No, Louis said 60. Well, 60 isn't working for you. Yeah. Maybe we got to bring it down to 57 like, but you can't, and they get so stuck on these tiny little details. But like it's like you said, it's just lifting weights. Yeah. We just need to make improvements either weekly, monthly, or quarterly. Like you, it, if you made linear progress by adding five pounds, and I thought this way when I first started. Oh man, if I just add five pounds to my bench a hundred times, that's a hundred workouts. That's nothing. I'm benching five hundred pounds. Crazy. Let me tell you, that's not how it works. Wow. <laughs> it's, you know what? I should I should be giving a seminar on that because so many people don't understand that. Yeah. Um, and I'll I'll give my high take on conjugate that I've given a couple times before. Maybe I don't even I don't know. You know. Um, either way. Probably the biggest question that you need to ask with speed work isn't am I adhering to this percent or band weight, right? It's 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 very global, right? Because Louis laid out a lot of recommendations for speed work that were based directly on the fact that you were doing three other days of those workouts a week, right? Like your dynamic effort upper day wasn't just your dynamic effort upper day. It was something that was taking into consideration what you did on your max effort lower on your max effort upper on your dynamic effort lower on any sort of extra workouts that you did it's probably this is definitely heresy the velocity of the bar probably doesn't matter as much as are you getting good technical reps are you getting enough good technical reps 
are you recovering enough to be ready for your next workout or just over the course of your mesocycle? You know, it's it's usually it's not even that the bar is moving too slowly, in my opinion. It's usually that what's happening is they're just beating the living shit out of themselves again on bench press, and they can't recover enough to be ready for what they're going to do to themselves a max effort, max effort upper day. Oh, 100%. 100%. And I won't tell Matt Winning that you don't think bar velocity is the end-all be-all of everyone's existence. Don't tell don't Matt worry. Winning anything about me. I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> In order for me to tell him anything, right. positive or negative, I have to subscribe to like his highest tier, so I'm good. Um, but people, like you said, don't realize that a speed day is very much a technical day. And that's why I don't like when people say speed work. Yeah. It should be technical yeah. work. If you're not being watched by Louis Simmons and his Holy Ghost, R.I.P., uh, it's not speed work because you're not it, – it's, it's his thing. What you should be doing is technical work. And if you were doing, let's say, box squats and you plop down on the box and you contort your spine and you do spine day to get up and you don't up and use then, your hips. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you're using bands. That's, that's yeah. still not speed work. You're just learning things incorrectly. And there's a very specific way you should be doing certain things. And that's usually correctly. Um so when you're getting off a box, for example, if you don't feel your glutes pop you off of a box, you, what are you doing? I'm, like, if you don't feel your hips fire and then your quads and you're standing and boom, like, okay, you don't have to be super fast. Like, I'm the slowest lifter there ever was, but, like, you need to have that intent. Yeah. You need to have that good technical intent. You need to look somewhat good doing it. Otherwise, because you're doing this for 12, 14, 20 sets, like two two reps or four reps or whatever the hell you're doing. So you're ingraining motor patterns, and that's that's the point of it. Yeah. So if you're doing it like at suboptimal, let's say your quality is at 10%, but bands are on there, so it's technically speed work. So you just spent 20 re- sets doing doubles, things inoptimally. You're you're working against yourself there, and it, I, I never understood that. You should always be striving for that 100%, not weight in the bar, not band tension, not TikTok for real busting. I don't care what it is. If your form isn't optimal, and, and if you can't see where you can make improvements, then you're missing the whole point. Yeah. I don't care how under-recovered or over-recovered you will be. If you look like dog crap, yeah. you're missing the point. It's it's practice. You know, like, people people ask me if I'm doing speed work, and I'll be like, I'm doing dynamic effort day, right? Because, like, I don't, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't want it. The focus is almost never on speed for me. But, like, it has to be – at the end, it has to get you better at – your goal, which for most people is improving their competition lifts, right? So if whatever variation mm-hmm. you're doing or whatever rep scheme you're doing or whatever loading you're doing is just like, you can't tell me why you're doing it. And it's not, and if you can, it's not a good reason, then like, don't even worry about it. Like there's, there's, there's a reason probably even a majority of congregate lifters should probably be doing like the fucking five by fives, like 80% of the time. Like, you, you know, most people mm-hmm. don't need to do like the 10 by ones with 50%. Because that program was designed no. for an equipped lifter who deadlifts like 800 pounds, right? Like, it's just not it's it's not a program meant for the 160 pound guy who's relatively new to lifting. You know, you got to remember that the guys at Westside were usually either fucking huge from like playing football for like 30 years and being corn-fed motherfuckers, or they had done like bodybuilding, or they had done like a hundred years of linear programs, and Another funny thing is they probably did so much so much posterior chain work because they had all probably squatted like high bar for like ten years straight and they were all quads and no hamstrings or glutes. They probably didn't deadlift for like eight years either. Yeah, it's you gotta you, you can't tailor conjugate to what conjugate looks like. You have to just you're probably better off taking a program you've already done and had success with and trying to conjify it rather than anything else. Oh, 100%. And you know, anyone who looks on my Instagram, they'll see like when I was doing snatch high pulls, I was doing 12 sets, 14 sets, yada, yada, yada. It, it's not that you can't or shouldn't. Like when I first met my wife and she was working on her deadlift, I had her do band, um, deadlift work, no bands, for 12 sets, 14 sets, 20 sets, simply because she didn't have the skill yeah. to display her strength. Yeah. So when she got to the bar, Maybe her back wasn't as tight as it needs to be. 
okay, so we're just going to take the time out to practice getting your upper back tight. And with my snatch high pulls, I, I need to learn how to properly extend through my ankles. I just, I, maybe from breaking my feet, I don't know what it is. I just have an aversion to it. So <clears throat> you can do this stuff. You can do the 14 sets and the doubles and the other, the other. But there need, like you said, there needs to be a point to it. There yeah. needs to be a purpose. Don't just do it because that's what conjugate lifters do. And if you've ever heard anyone, anyone from West Side talk, they go in with a plan. Some guy looks at them wrong. Now they're in a competition. Yeah. Their dynamic day was supposed to be 12 by 1 yeah. at like 60% with bands and chains. Now we're on set 50, yeah. working up to like an all-time max seated good morning because someone broke a fucking spine bone. Yeah. And that's like, that's supposed to be your dynamic day. Louis like, oh, it builds character. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> a big thing for anyone out there that does dynamic effort work is if you don't have like one to three cues that you're going over every single time you do another set of dynamic effort work you're doing it wrong i'll just say i'll, I'll straight up say that right like you should have one thing you're improving in your setup or your execution every single time at minimum because that's what it is it's practice and it's light enough that if you're not putting a lot of intent into it you're not going to get anything out of it it's it's very much a day that requires intent and all of content lifting requires intent, right? Like that's really the biggest thing you can give people is every set needs to have a purpose. Without a doubt. And um, record yourself. I know we're making fun of the TikTok guys and stuff like that. You don't need to post it or whatever. Record yourself because there's so many times where I'm just using such high poles as an example because it's such an opposite to my personality lift that I was like, oh, look, I'm doing it right. And my wife would look at it who's an Olympic weightlifter and she's like, you're just you're just doing a shrug explosively with purpose like it's not what you're supposed to be doing and by recording myself i was able to slow it down and be like okay i'm not going on the outside of my foot and my extension okay my knees aren't locked out so the power isn't getting driven to my hips okay my hips aren't coming through so have that intent have that main goal record yourself slow it down and be honest does this look how it should and if it doesn't go in with your cue okay uh drive through the ankles drive through my hips and then watch a set. Okay, it looked good. Work on that cue now for another 14, 12, whatever it is, sets. And when it becomes habitual, good. Now work on your next cue. And just keep doing this till you die, and then you welcome to Westside. Like, I don't know what you want me to tell you. <laughs> Big thing I'll say, I'll, I'll, I'll cap this off if that's fine with you. I'll, I won't, you can keep going if you want, but um, not the whole thing, that's but fun. the conjugate part. Um, at, <laughs> Goodbye. At, at Westside... Every time you did your set at 60%, you had like six motherfuckers running the monolift, side spotting you and watching your squat or your bench or your deadlift. And they were giving you feedback because I got the same thing at Elite FTS. Like that shit clicked instantly when I was at Elite FTS. I was like, oh my God, they do speed work because there's fucking eight people there coaching you every single rep. You don't like I was giving advice for if you work on your own, you need to have that same tip every time. But if you train with a partner or a group, then it's even better because they're giving you the one or two things you should focus on before every rep that is 100%. It, it like 100%. recording yourself can work right but like just getting those eyes every angle live as it happens like oh that's that is irreplaceable it it turns dynamic effort into like speed work into like real technical work you know yeah a hundred percent completely agree um I still had exploding yourself, but you already kind of covered that. And besides, I can go into more depth about I it. I mean, okay. feel free. I mean, you can give the sob story, or you can give like <laughs> the return from hell, like nuts from berserk kind of story. Are you a berserk reader? Okay. Are you? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not that much of an edge. edge oh, shut up. Uh, oh, I just shit, have a. You aren't. I just have a doom helmet. It's okay. I, I could um, do like fucking nine <laughs> Sith lords behind you and like eighty Dragon Ball Z figurines in there. <laughs> Listen, we all grew up reading muscle and fitness. We're all a little on that side. Well, okay. I, but that's what I'm saying is berserk is like, basically, <laughs> it's not even homoerotic. It's just gay. Um, and like in the best way possible. So uh, it celebrates. It. Uh, all right. So sob story. My dad left when I was nine. Didn't expect that to happen. I'm kidding. So we're not talking about emotional damage, physical damage. Uh, what blew out my C5? 
Um, I was shoveling out my wife's car, came inside to be like, best husband in the world. Go to take my boots off standing because I'm the best husband in the world. And my legs just kicked out because, you know, they're covered in snow. Um, I'm 280-something pounds. I'm shaped like Shrek, look like Shrek. Me versus a wall. Yeah, can't remember Yoli. Believe it or not, my neck versus a wall, there's not much to lose, but my neck lost. I didn't even know that. Um, See, I, like, half knew some of these stories, so I had no idea you had just fucking, like, thrown your neck into a wall. Yeah, man. I was wedged between the couch and my wall. So if you walked in, there was a couch right there and a wall right there. So when I fell, like, my traps touched the wall. My chin touched my sternum. I have a... I'm not joking when I say I have a four-inch neck and it's 20 inches wide. I I got it measured, and, and that's a cheese wheel that doesn't leave much room Bending, for flexing. <laughs> so that instantly just blew out my C5. Yeah. Um, woke up that night. I thought I was having a stroke. Being sincere here, um, yeah, I woke up. My entire arm was numb. Um, my arm was numb. I lost feeling in my fingers. It felt like my arm was on fire. Um, it, the pain was going up my neck and into my jaw. So, like, that's why I thought it was a stroke, because, like, everything just felt on one side like it was failing. Uh, turns out it just blew up my Steve 5. What else? That was not that bad of a comeback. Just permanent lasting damage. Uh, then when COVID happened is when I broke my feet because I was doing banded deadlifts. I didn't have a place to anchor the bar, and I didn't have enough plates to put on the bar. So I was like, oh, I'll just use bands. I wasn't paying attention, and I lift in my socks or barefoot and the bands were on an angle so when i was at the top and let the bar go it shot my feet out right underneath the bar so it brought 400 pounds catapulting into my feet um i had to crawl up two sets of stairs to get to my apartment i promptly called my mom crying um then she called my wife for me um what else have i done uh my last comp my last last competition so two competitions ago was a more adult way of saying that uh, it was the last event. I had to do a nine, around a 900-pound yoke. It was an 875 or something. And I had blown up my hip flexor before that because I had to do a keg load. And the mat on top of it came up. So I went to extension. Mm. The keg stopped. Yeah. My hips kept going and blew out my Ooh, my yeah, hips. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, that wasn't fun. I couldn't walk straight. Yeah. And I look at my wife and I'm like, listen, I need 875 to win. And I'm like, will you help me walk? If I go for it, she's like, listen, I love you dearly. This is incredibly stupid. If you go for it, you either get it or I'm not helping you at all. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I took a literal half bottle of ibuprofen because I knew what was coming later. Got underneath the bar, got into an argument with a judge because she sees me like limping over. And she's like, athlete ready. And I'm like, I'm not even there yet. Like, calm down. Headbutt the bar. Go for it. I got it. My little success story. Put the bar down, and like for the remainder of maybe a month, I couldn't stand up straight. Worth it though. And I think that's all my lifting-related injuries. I got stitches a few times, had my knee tore open from a swing set, you know, minor stuff like that. Wasn't there? But, wasn't uh, it you? Where it's it's an older one, but it was like you were squatting like a mono or something, and the bar got like dumped forward, and you went into the wall. Oh, we're gonna bring this up. I was on Fox News. You can Google yeah. me. Um. So I was at my first, and then I see it. (laughs) (laughs) I forget about it because it's traumatic, and I blocked it out. Um, So I was at my first real powerlifting gym. I mean, like the crew that ran there, I'll never forget him. Dominici, dude was huge, six four, three hundred like forty pounds, and he was like in sleeves, squatting like eight plus for like reps. And I'm like, this is this is the guy. I want to be this guy. Granted, he couldn't breathe because of, you know, certain health, quote unquote, related issues, but it didn't matter to me. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I remember him squatting one time and like, Dom, open your goddamn eyes. He's like, they are open. He was just so bloated. His cheeks covered his eyeballs. Um, So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go for my 500 pound squat. I'm going to show everyone I'm going to be that guy. And it wasn't like out of the realm. Like it was very much in the realm of possibility where I could and should have hit 500 pounds. (laughs) Maybe not alone. Maybe not without safeties, and maybe not walking out of a monolith of Chuck Taylors. And I'll never wear them again after this. So I go down, um, I go up, and I realize I ain't getting out of the hole. One, I, if you watch the video, I cut the rep short because I know it ain't in the bag. Two, I don't even get a damn chance to bail on the lift because when I go up, 
my shoes rip and I go sideways and the bar goes straight down as 500 pound bars usually do. Um, and then I get introduced to sudden impact yoga, uh, find out the depth of my flexibility. And there's this crazy guy who's a choose to the gills. And he's like, he's always muttering to himself he's like, in the corner constantly. He looks at me in the middle of leg extensions. He's like, are you dead? And I'm like, I'm fine. He's like, want help? And I'm like, no, just leave me alone. So I'm so embarrassed right now. So the only thing I can think of to save face at this point, because it really was, go watch the video, guys. Fox News, I think Thinking Mammoth, Squat Fail, or something like that. I get up, and the only way I can think of to save face is to clean up my bar, because you should always put your plates back, and then I go and finish my workout. How I didn't become paralyzed is beyond me, because I know, knowing what I know now, if that bar was one inch higher, that would have went right to my spinal cord and I would have been a vegetable for the rest of my life. Like all jokes aside, like that could have been really goddamn bad. Worst I got was a black and blue and like a mental barrier with 500 pounds on the squat. I, I just remember there's like, there's kind of like a bounce to it. Like the bar comes down and like, like it's probably you slipping now <laughs> knowing this, but like it comes down and like, you're just so compressed and you can't compress any farther. And the bar just whips across your back. Like, it's, yeah, it's I became a human spring. Yeah. <laughs> But for everyone uh, with trigger warnings, it just looks bad. I was fine. I'm not trying to be like a brave, cool dude or anything like that. I really was okay. Um, they even mentioned in the video, I was back to training like the next day or whatever the hell. So, uh, But it's pretty funny to see such a large human move down so quickly and then spring back up. I literally just – like Tekken mechanics. If you ever played Tekken and like, they slam you on the ground and they just bounce in the middle yeah, of the air, like you yeah. could have comboed me at that yeah. point. Like the, the hover after the bounce. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So that's my little injury history. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I mean, the only mm -hmm. thing left on the agenda is goth mommies. Um, I think we are going to... What about I don't it? know. Just, this is just general. I mean, I just have conjugate and strongman as topics, like the most broad things ever. I think... <laughs> what did, didn't we agree on, like, opening, like, goth IHOP or something like that? Was it was that us or is... Oh, 100%. Okay. Yeah. 100%. And, dude, put that next to a gym? Are you kidding me? You know how much friggin' money you would make? Yeah. We'll just make them make them the same like you know we'll we'll have them under separate LLCs but we'll run both of them and we'll theme them similarly. Oh, a hundred percent. Could you imagine going into a gym? And I'm being completely serious. You're going to a gym. It's been a hard day, man. It's one of those days where you're like, why is why is the Lord picking on me of all people? I don't I don't did I didn't do nothing to nobody. And you go into the gym and you're fighting your demons. I hate that. <laughs> and who checks you in? This goth chick, right? Beautiful. <laughs> Full stack of pancakes, and she's like, "Listen, honey, when when you're done, come see me. Mama's got something for you. And you know what? She's got more fucking pancakes. You know how much I would pay for that? You know how much I would pay for that, dude? Two hundred dollar gym membership, and I gotta pay for the pancakes? Done. Charge me fifty bucks for a stack. I don't care. I'm more of like a French toast kind of guy, but like I'm still, <coughs> I'm on board with this. This is." I don't see how it could fail, really. It's just like a recipe. There's no way. you. It, it pretty much is. You go in, they're playing like classic Hot Topic songs. You know, like oh, Chemical yeah. Romance. And, and, you're you're and, a classic. Uh, oh, yeah. Some like I still you. listen to. Yeah. yeah, like Silver Sign. Yo, you go in, Silver Sign's blasting. Some old girls like, listen, I got, I got a plate full of French toast. You hit that squat PR today, it's on me. You know what? You're hitting five pounds. You're hitting a 10-pound PR every single time. I'm pretty sure there's been some weird studies around, like, um, guys, like, they'll they'll bench higher in the presence of women. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And you tell somebody that, like, not only are they going to get, like, an attractive girl, who, like, every male has this fantasy that, like, any girl who's mildly attractive talks to them. They're like, well, she's going to be my wife. Like, they have that little thing in their brain. And she's coming over with food when you're at your, your most hungry. Dude, you like there's something primal in you that would awaken. And you, you just become an unstoppable animal for a good, like, hour clip at the gym. I, I also think there's some potential here for, like, a supplement market, you know, because we could sell the protein pancake mix. We could sell the pancake-flavored protein powder. Um no, okay. I was thinking of a Red Robin thing. There's got to be some sort of relevant pre-workout. We can, well, we could sell the coffee, right? Everyone sells a coffee these yeah. days. Table Talk has a coffee, even. Why? Why not? <laughs> why? Why can't you know we sell Goth IHOP coffee? 
it'd be amazing. Yeah. And you can name it stuff like after like Goth Girls, yeah. like Scarlet Brew, and people are like, oh my god, I love Scarlet. Uh, She's my favorite. I'm, I'm talking, I'm talking myself into this. I'm allowing you to convince me that this is a necessity. Yeah. All jokes aside, I really do think this would do great because it, it, there's it done right. It would just be like Hooters, but like less sexual and a gym. Yeah. So it would be like more family friendly. And well, pancakes, I would. Like, I, I'm you, not envisioning anything family friendly about this, but like. Well, you have to. Okay, with that, the, the non family friendly parts for PR hitting animals only. We have right? a ball pit in the back she, for the kids. <laughs> I was gonna say a ball pit for the adults, and then it's just like they're all shaped like ball gags. That'd be funny. You mean a, a but, sphere? But yeah, go go ahead. <laughs> Anything's a ball gag if you have a big enough mouth. So, I think it'd be great. And I don't know who started this idea. I don't know where Goth IHOP came from, but it's a, a, a hero. Yeah, I love it. Okay, there's, there's. We're we're at an hour. I've run out of my yeah. amazingly in-depth topics. Um, mm-hmm. Feel if I mean if you planned literally anything for this because like I can't say I really did. This was like a five-minute kind of thing. Um. Well, thank you for putting so much effort into not only yourself, but to me. Yeah, af- you know, you. after canceling on you like a hundred times, you know, really, really rolling out the red carpet for you. Um, How much editing is going into this? Absolutely none. There's zero editing. Are you serious? Have you? Oh, so there's conversations going into it? Yeah, I mean, it was on the board. Every, I mean, we can stop now and, you know, I can do the wrap up. But, like, that was 100%. What kind of podcast do you think I'm running here? Like, a legitimate one that's about serious topics and has any useful training takeaways? This is Mason's bullshitting ah. hour every week. Well, uh, I got I got, I set up an entire freaking beautiful – look at the camera quality – I set up a whole studio just for this, and you're like, an hour, that's all I paid for on it. Here's your 50 bucks. Look, you could, okay. I'm not cutting you off. I'm just telling you I'm out of my own topics. Okay, that's great. Here's a topic. I can't believe you didn't bring this up to me, of all people. How are you feeling with that liver king? Oh, I don't even want it to see. There's like, there's, there's an endless list of these fucking dumb shit. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, Dave, Dave, I'm pretty sure there's not a podcast. Dave said, um, you know, you just take whatever people do and you pick the polar opposite of it and just declare it with all your fucking heart, and you know, take some beet red, like roided up dude, um, as the face of it, and you can sell anything. Like, I'm sure this extends outside <laughs> of fitness as well, but like, especially the health and fitness world where everyone thinks they're qualified to have an opinion. Because, like, I mean, you'll trust, like, no one's ever going to be like, no one's telling you the truth about plumbing. I've got this plumbing influencer who has all the secrets. But in fitness, everyone thinks there's this one dirty secret that fucking, you know, whoever the hell has been holding out on you and you're being poisoned uh, by your uh. seed oils and instead you just need to eat 90 pounds <laughs> of liver every fucking day. Oh my god. Gotta love it. Like people are eating it up. Uh, like, I don't I don't like I don't even know where to start, right? Because like the whole concept is totally laughable. Like I mean if you if you personally this isn't like a like a mean challenge, but like genuinely if if anyone listens to this and they think carnivore is like a good option for anything beyond like two percent of people, um let me know because I guarantee you I will I will try my best in a nice way to provide counter evidence. But like, <laughs> fuck. I can't really talk about the carnivore diet um, because I pretty much exclusively eat red meat. So my hemoglobin is like 18 right now. So I need to like... hundred pounds <laughs> of blood, bro. Get the leeches out. <laughs> and like, yeah, my hemo- I'm not I'm not anti red meat, but like. And I, and I also used to be pro like unlimited saturated fat, but I like yeah. RP people put out some good stuff and like oh shit like okay maybe like you know it's not it's not gonna kill you right like obviously eating ninety McDonald's hamburgers kills you much faster than eating a bunch of steaks kills you, but um yeah like you probably shouldn't just make your diet ninety percent saturated fats I sh- I shared something the other day it was like screen grabs from a low carb Facebook group. And it was it was possessed. The people there were insane. People would comment. They're like, "Hey, I lost a bunch of weight doing a normal diet, right? Like maybe just, maybe just normal keto, right? And they actually ate any vegetables ever or something like that. Got any fiber in? And they're like, I switched to carnivore, and all my blood work got worse. 
what is up with that? I don't understand. <laughs> My doctor told me it's probably the carnivore diet, but I just don't know what to do from here. And then people would comment and they're like, I'm pretty sure you're not actually carnivore. Have you been eating coconut oil? <laughs> Have you been eating any avocado? Have you been drinking any alcohol? Because if you're doing any of those things, that's probably what's destroying your, your, your blood lipids. It has nothing to do with the super well-established connection between unlimited amounts of saturated fat and, you know, blood cholesterol. Yeah. Hey. Like. All I, I got to say is I realized that when I saw my blood test and I got 18 on the hemoglobins, uh, that's a little high. So maybe I shouldn't have ground beef for lunch, and then and dinner, I, I'm not and joking. Breakfast and drinking as a smoothie during the day. I've been eating like ten ounces of flank steak for dinner now for a couple of weeks, you know, and that's on top of eating six ounces of ground beef for my lunches, you know, like that's not optimal. I've been probably doing it for about a year now, at least, if not two. Yeah. So I I probably should eat some chicken. I got a smoker. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna make. Get this. Listen, are you ready for I'm this? Ready. Smoked chicken pot pie. Yeah. What do I got to say? Smoked chicken pot pie. Well, I'm not going to make a whole pot pie because they're 1,000 calories, but they actually sell like little, like, it looks like pasta, but they make little pot pie squares. Yeah. Okay. And you can just, you can just do that. So that's how I'm going to get my chicken in. I, I hate you. I don't, I don't know if you saw my various uh, grilling shenanigans um, on my Instagram lately. But um, I did, I did, I smoked a, like, uh, my girlfriend had, like, a get-together with wildlife conservation students, for anyone who doesn't know what she does for a living. Um, and uh, someone had just, like, a shitload of, like, feral hog meat that I attempted a pseudo-smoking on my grill with. I don't have a real smoker, but you can do, like, a weird pseudo-smoke. Yeah. But I now own a meat thermometer for every, like, fucking old guy that messaged me and was like, buy a meat thermometer. And I was like, eh. I, I would put money on the fact that Michael was the first one to message you. Um, maybe not first. I don't know. He sends me like 90 things a day. I like, it's, it's just, a, it's a lot. Yeah. I, I always know when I get a thousand, I just got like another 10 notifications. Probably. It's probably me. Yeah. I, no, I've, I've muted him because I know that like, if I get a DM from somebody else, I probably have three from him already. But like, I can't like it was he was sucking me in fucking every thirty seconds. I know. Uh, with, with I hope I, I hope he hears this. I mean, I still appreciate him. I still look at him. But like, just the constant notifications were getting a little a little much. <laughs> oh, I go back and read all of them. Yeah. I'll be oh, flat yeah. out. I I just don't need the ding 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 exactly. ding 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 yeah. all day. Well, shout out to Michael for being a real one. <laughs> True. No one that listens to this podcast is going to know who the hell yeah, is there's it. Like, but there's okay. 90 Michaels. If you have a Michael in your life that messages you too much, you tell him you heard about how annoying he is on his podcast. So, and then. Yo, shout out to all the Michaels. Just shout out. I'll just say that. I, I know a couple Michaels. Um, and if you're listening to this, I'm talking about you. Just every, all of you, every one of you. It's, it's about you. Even the store. Yeah. Yeah. Especially. Shout out to the store. <laughs> I. Little uh, insider tip: I just gave you a great segue to close on. Huh? I just gave you a great segue to close out on. You're welcome. Michaels, I don't. Yeah, we just shouted out all the Michaels. We can We how do you top shouting out the Michaels? That's, you should shout out all Michaels and end podcast. Don't even close it. Just okay. Close out Discord. We're done. Um, I'll, I'll give you a real, give you a real outro because you probably deserve a real outro. Oh, God, here we go. I, it's not a, I don't have anything good. I'm, I make up, I don't know if you listened to the other one. I, I made a little stupid intro. Should I, should I beatbox under it? No, just give your plug again. <laughs> give your social medias, your TikToks, your YouTubes, who you are, what you do, who can reach you, what they can reach you with. Who can reach me? Anyone with long, arms long enough. Um, so again, thank you. Thank you for having me on the podcast. It has been fun. Um, you can find me on my socials. Nikki Mammoth is my personal one where you see me being fat. Nikki lifting. underscore Mammoth. Actually, I, I have to cut Nikki you off. Under- Why are you the Mammoth besides that you're a big hairy guy? Oh, we didn't talk about that. So bulls in the China shop, right? Okay. So when I go to a gym or a place or whatever, spiritually, like my spirit, spirit animal is a bumblebee because I just bump into yeah. things. And I just carry about my day and I bump into something else. So, Benny, shout out to Big Benches. I can plug that because he's a cool guy. Um, 
one day posted on a Facebook group a picture of a mammoth stampeding towards cavemen. And he was like, oh, this is this is what Nick looks like in the gym. And these are like all the people, and he named everybody. And it was like, oh, Nicky Mammoth. Yeah. And I just ran with it. Yeah. Um, I made it my whole identity. Fair. So that's why I'm Nicky Mammoth. So, yes, you can find me at Nicky underscore Mammoth on Instagram and TikTok where I bully children. Um, Ouroboros, Strength and Conditioning. Um, that's the YouTube and then on Instagram is Ouroboros, S underscore C, because somebody else is using the whole thing for absolutely nothing, and I hate them. Um, if you're interested in any coaching for strongman or powerlifting, uh, please feel free to reach out. If you need any help whatsoever, I, general direction to be pointed in, please don't don't feel uh, weird asking me. I'm open. Uh, if I can't help you, Mesa can't help you, <laughs> big shock there. Uh, I can definitely find someone or somewhere to help you. So. Let me know. Yeah, that was good. And that's smooth. It's smoother than I was going to do. Um, yeah. Thank you for being on here. I'm going to end my shit. And then if you, you want to.